Classy Crew. Welcome back to another episode of Classy AF, but she likes to cuss a lot. If this is your first time listening, my name is Dante Roche. I am a mindset coach, and this podcast is all about helping you have a slightly better today than yesterday. Am I always consistent? Fuck no. I gave you part one like six years ago, but I am here for part two today, and that's all that matters. So if you are returning, welcome back. If you're new, go back and check out part one about, um, it's called It's Time to Answer the Call. So we are, overview, right? Because it's been a while. We are talking about when you get this urge to answer a call of some kind, a call, a nudge, something in your intuition. You keep receiving signs maybe. Um, It's something in you saying, I want more of something. I want less of something. I want something different. It can be, I want to find a new job. I want to find a new partner. I want to move to a new country. I want to try a new hairstyle. Like it can be big. It can be small. It can be something seemingly small that might open the door for lots more beautiful, amazing changes coming your way. It could be something huge that completely changes the trajectory of your entire life. But what I talk about in part one is all the signs that you are possibly receiving a call and maybe are not aware of that's exactly what is happening. So hopefully you listen to that one. Today I'm going to talk about the seven side effects of ignoring the call. So this is about you receiving the nudges, you're receiving the signs, you're choosing to ignore, 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 and we'll talk about why. It's not because you're lazy or you're a bad person or you're dumb. It's it's not that. I'm going to go ahead and summarize it for you right now in one word, but we'll dive a bit deeper into that. It's fear. Everything that you are generally being nudged about is outside of your comfort zone and We don't like being outside of our comfort zone as human beings. Like back in the day, we loved our comfort zones because if we stepped out, we died. And that kind of biological mechanism still lives within us. So we are really fighting against nature. And so it's not because we're lazy or unmotivated or lack discipline or we don't have the skills or the tools. It's about fighting our biology. And so there are tools and things that you can learn and and you know, work through your biology, but that noise of that underlying message of please, dear God, don't step outside this comfort zone, that will always be there. You are just going to learn how to uh, work through it. You're going to learn that your comfort zone grows as you grow. So something that used to scare the shit out of you, once you've worked through that fear, you come out the other side, you see all the growth and confidence and beautiful change in your life because of that facing that fear, then your comfort zone gets bigger. Okay, I'm happy here. I'm cool here for a while. Then we get a little stuck in that realm sometimes, right? Okay, my new comfort zone is nice and big and cozy and I'm not really ready to take that next leap. But you know what? Eventually, if you do the work, you'll work through the fear of stepping further out. And again, the cycle continues. It's a lifelong journey. You never reach a true destination and that's the beauty of it is releasing some of that pressure we have of like, well, one day I'm just going to make it. One day I'm just going to have it figured out. One day I'm going to fully love myself. One day I'm going to be have everything that I want. One day. No, it's it's every single day kind of choosing to make progress towards 
a destination and every day that you choose progress is the journey and that's the point that is worth celebrating, that deserves to be celebrated more than reaching a certain goal. Though it is awesome to have goals and to focus on outcomes, it's also important to express gratitude. And I know it's like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but that kind of is how it is, is like toggling this fine line of being grateful for what you have but wanting more. And the more you practice uh, kind of balancing on that line, the easier that gets and you can kind of comprehend that. I'm slightly digressing. That's something maybe I can talk in deeper detail about in another episode. So let me dive into the seven side effects of ignoring the call. So one of the first ones is ignoring the signs of this feeling of unhappiness, anxiousness, or depression. And we talked about in the last episode that you might be sleeping more, which is a sign of depression. Not always. You could just be going through a lot emotionally and your body needs the rest. Um, it also uh, it could affect your sleep in, the, in terms of not being able to sleep, like maybe not having a hard time falling asleep because there's lots going on in your mind. Or once you are asleep, waking up kind of in the middle of the night and then your mind kind of going crazy. So that's a sign that there is a call. But if you allow that behavior to continue, that is a sign you're ignoring the call. So those should be kind of red flags. There's something always going on in our health mentally or physically usually when we are having issues sleeping. So either you're not getting enough movement throughout the day or there's something uh, or there could be an underlying actual health reason and, um, you know, clinical depression. It could be some illness or virus or sickness within your body. And I hope that's not the case. But if it's a newer thing and you could tell it's kind of like your mind just going crazy, that's a sign that you're ignoring the call. But let's take that a step further, right? If we have these feelings of anxiousness and, you know, low-level depression or just overall general unhappiness, that creates the second symptom, which is, or side effect, which is it affects our sleep. Our sleep suffers. So we are ignoring this call. Our mind will not shut the fuck up. We're trying to sleep. We can't sleep. What is then the outcome or effect of poor sleep is the third Uh, side effect, which is your overall health suffers. I mean, there's studies that show that even a slight change in the quality of your sleep can affect your the amount of calories you eat the following day. I know for me, if I don't get a full like seven to nine hours of quality sleep, I like seven to eight is my sweet spot. If I don't have that, It's so much easier for me to make poor decisions with my food the next day. I will generally, you know, DoorDash or Postmates. And what am I ordering from those places? Healthy stuff? Usually no, you know, pizza, things like that. And there's a a space and a place for all that kind of food in our day-to-day life. Enjoy it. I'm not saying, um, you know, to restrict by any means. But if there's a pattern of lack of sleep and then the next day making poor food choices, but then that affecting your overall health and well-being and then just just this vicious cycle of not being able to shake out of out of that. Um, It's harder to make healthy decisions in general when you are sleep deprived. And that can mean, you know, how the conversations you're having with people, the decisions you're making at work or in your personal life. We can make rash decisions. We can delay in making important decisions because of this brain fog or just overall 
poor quality of health. Like sleep is so important. I, you know, I, again, I notice even if I get six and a half hours compared to seven or seven and a half, I notice that change, let alone if I get four to five. And that will completely change the whole, sometimes the next day I'm okay, it's the day after. So the morning, the day after I get a poor night's sleep, I'm okay, it's the second day that usually I'm destroyed. And uh, so I've been really focusing on sleep. So there, your body is trying to sell, tell you something. Sometimes when we ignore the call, not sometimes, all the time, the longer we ignore the call, the more your body's like, wake the fuck up. Like literally, please, God, listen, do something. Start taking a step, at least acknowledging what's going on here. Let's not avoid And we talked about numbing behaviors in the last episode of like, you know, binge fill in the blank, like binge eating, binge watching, binge scrolling, binge shopping, like it doesn't, you know, fill in the blank. A lot of us fill that void or that kind of nudge, that sign we want to ignore. We're too afraid to move forward. So it's easier to bury, 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 bury. So if your health suffers, then the next side effect is that your relationships suffer. And I'm talking about professional relationships, personal relationships. It's difficult to have healthy relationships when we don't feel good about ourselves, when we don't have the proper sleep, when we don't have the proper kind of inner dialogue happening, which we'll talk more about. But let's head into the next side effect, which is resentment towards the people who we think are keeping us from answering the call. And we'll talk about this dichotomy of blaming ourselves and blaming other people at the same time. Again, it's this thing of like talking out of both sides of our mouth in a lot of ways of like, let's say, for example, you want to quit your job. But there's just so much going on at the company that you would feel guilty. That's an excuse we're telling ourselves. Really, it's fear, but we'll call it what it is, what you think it is right now. And I feel guilty leaving my team or my company in this time of great need. But then we'll stay and resent the company, resent the team that we are choosing to stay. Nobody asked us to. Nobody's forcing us to. I bet if we continue to stay and resent people, they would actually be happier if we just got the fuck out of there because we think we're hiding this resentment, but likely we are not. People are probably feeling it and maybe they're feeling the same way. So there's a lot of resentment happening at this place of work. Maybe you stay in a relationship that you do want out of, but you feel guilty Or a lot of us feel like I've invested so much time and energy, like I don't want to start over, especially us women with biological clocks. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother series, let alone a podcast episode. But we stay in these relationships because we feel guilty or we've invested a lot of time and energy and subconsciously we don't want to admit that, okay, it's time to move on. There's a lot happening there psychologically. So we stay, you know, like I I do love this person. We convince ourselves of all the reasons why we should stay. Then we resent the hell out of that person. That's almost like subconsciously we're saying, well, I don't know, like I'm blaming you that I'm staying. I, you know, even though you made that choice, a lot of times you're making it mindlessly or unintentionally. You're not saying what's truly happening is I'm going to let my happiness suffer because of my guilt and really fear. I'm going to let my happiness suffer because of my guilt and fear, fear of letting the other person down, fear of starting over, fear of leaving security. If we're talking about the job, fear of leaving the paycheck, you know, fear of disappointing others, fear of having difficult conversations and submitting my resignation. And in case they give me a hard time, I'm avoiding that whole conversation. That's scary. 
fill in the blank. This is where the fear, that's what I'm talking about. These are all side effects of avoiding the call, which is avoiding the fear that you have to work through to answer the call. And again, I say this all the time. I don't say this to shame or blame you. I say this to empower you, to create mindfulness within you and then for you to decide how you want to move forward. You know what? This is really powerful, Dante. It's giving me a lot to think about. I'm still not ready to face those fears and move forward answering the call, but at least now I know what's going on and I'm going to make a mindful decision, an intentional choice to ignore the call for now, knowing there's going to be side effects, knowing there's going to be possible negative outcomes because I'm just not ready. That's okay. That's healthy. That's normal. That's a beautiful Uh, um, like very enlightened, emotionally intelligent conversation to have with yourself. I hope this encourages you to do so. But for those of you that are like, wow, I didn't know that's all that was happening. And although I'm scared as shit, I am ready to start taking baby steps towards answering the call. And we'll talk about what you can actually do, how you can actually move forward with the call in the last part of this series, episode three in six to nine months when I record it. No, I might even do it right after this because when I'm on a roll, when I feel the vibe, when I feel the connection, I like to just hit record and keep going. Um, But that's what episode three is going to be about. So not to shame or blame you, just to create awareness and mindfulness. Because again, I say this a billion times and I will never stop saying it. So much of life, we go through our lives mindlessly. From the moment we wake up to the moment we fall fall asleep, we are living in our subconscious minds 95% of the time, meaning we are on autopilot. You know, when you are driving somewhere you've been to a hundred times, you don't need to know, you don't need to focus on which way to turn. You just know. When you're brushing your teeth, you don't need to focus on where you're moving the toothbrush and, you know, you're not mindful about it. You already know. It's muscle memory. You could do it, you know, you've been doing it your entire life, twice a day. And it's, you can be somewhere else mentally. So we do that with those things we do all the time, right? These patterns of behavior that we do every day, sometimes multiple times a day. What we don't realize is how we're doing that with things that actually matter. So obviously it's not safe to be living in your subconscious brain when you're driving. You can live in your subconscious brain when you're brushing your teeth. I don't think there's a negative outcome of that depending on what you're focusing on. Focusing on. If you're focusing on the past or the future, you're creating... They say uh, people who are depressed are focusing on the past. People who are anxious are focusing on the future. Obviously, there's a lot of nuances to that and clinical you know, health issues. But in general, if your focus is constantly on the past, that can lead to depressive thoughts. If your focuses are continually or obsessively on the future, that can lead to anxious thoughts and behaviors. So if you are brushing your teeth, constantly thinking about the next thing, it's no wonder why you are feeling more anxious. Instead of focusing on, I'm actually going to brush these teeth. Oh, how does that feel? It tickles my gums. Okay, now let's move to the next set or the next row, whatever it is. And I'm not saying you need to get there. I'm just saying move through your life more mindfully. Make a choice. Make an effort one small step at a time, even if it's with brushing your teeth, washing the dishes. And I used to, I I think we've talked about this. I used to beat myself up of like, oh my God, I was just like so mindless. I just was somewhere else. Like I'll go for a walk for an hour. And the whole time I was like, when I get back, I'm like, dude, I don't even like barely remember that walk. I was somewhere else mentally. And I beat myself up for that. But several points throughout the walk, I'll be like, oh, I'm not being present. Let me focus on something. I'll look at the waves. I'll look at flowers. I'll really notice them. And I would still come home and kind of beat myself up about how little 
I was actually spending in this mindful intention, this intention of mindfulness. But I saw this thing by Eckhart Tolle. He's like the one guru who talks about mindfulness, the power of now, an amazing book. I highly recommend it. And he talks about, he had mentioned like every time you notice your lack of mindfulness is you being mindful. So to celebrate that, which I thought was really empowering. And so I'm having different conversations with myself around that of like, oh, wow, I noticed 10 things on my walk. I'm really proud of that. Instead, I I didn't notice the other like billion, (laughs) you know. Um, Anyways, I digress so much on these episodes, but I love it because there's so much awesome things I want to share with you guys. Let's get back to what started me on this rabbit hole, which was this resentment. So we stay in jobs we don't like because we feel guilty, which is really we're avoiding the fear, but then we resent the company or our team. We stay in relationships that are not you know, healthy for us anymore because we feel guilty and really there's fear that we're avoiding and then we resent the person that we are staying for. We stay in towns, we stay in situations, whatever it is, and we because we feel guilty which is really about fear that we're avoiding I can't move away from my family but then we resent the hell out of them at the same time and a lot of that is happening on a subconscious level you're not sitting there like I'm gonna stay and then I'm gonna resent the shit out of you you're living in your subconscious brain 95% of the time remember so you are not sitting there having these discussions with yourself I hope you start if you are having this resentment feeling towards someone it's generally has more to do with you than something they are doing which leads me to the sixth side effect, which is we are pointing our finger at others, but at the same time, we are having this really unhealthy conversations with ourselves with a lot of blame and shame. Our inner critic is going crazy. Just quit. Just quit the job. Like, why the fuck are you avoiding something you know is going to make you happy? Don't be such a pussy or whatever it is. Um, Just it's okay. Like, oh my God, you're so annoying. I'm so annoyed by you. Like, or when you think about leaving, don't leave because you're going to fail. This is a sure thing. You're going to walk away from a sure thing. Are you an idiot? Like, what would your parents say? What would your friends say? What would people on social media say if you came out and said, hey, I'm opening a small business. Please support me. Oh, cringe. Ew. Okay. I can't leave a relationship. No one else is going to love me. No one else is going to want me. I shouldn't leave somebody because who else would date me? I'm just going to end up with somebody just like this person because I'm not worthy of the type of love deep, deep down I do know I want and deserve, but I don't really feel like I'm worthy of that love. So I might as well stay here. It's better than being alone. Dante, you're going to start over at your age? How pathetic. Who's going to want you divorced with kids, blah, 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 whatever your situation is, whatever the disgusting, terrible, mean things your inner critic is saying to you. And they're going to get louder and louder the longer and more and more you ignore the call. Because it's a plea. It's a, it's a cry for help. But your inner critic is going to be so loud because the call is outside your comfort zone. And remember, we've talked a lot about the inner critic. The inner critic lives on the edge of your comfort zone. It's based in ego. It's based in that biological mechanism that we have not yet evolved out of that is still like, Alert, alert, warning, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. Fear, emotional, embarrassment, harm can happen outside of your comfort zone. Back in the day, right? Death. (laughs) Isolation, which led to death or imminent death. You had to quickly be able to uh, assess the situation and decide this is life or death. Am I moving forward or not? You know, fight or flight or freeze or fawn, whatever the four things are. Um, We don't need that anymore. You quitting your job isn't going to kill you. 
It's going to frighten you. It's going to be scary. You might step out and try something and quote unquote fail. If that's especially how you look at it, I don't really look at things that didn't work out the way I imagined them to be failures. I looked out, I look at them as redirections. I look at them as opportunities for growth. I look at them as that wasn't the right path for me, but that means I'm one step closer to what is the right path for me. So these discussions are happening whether you're aware of them or not. So I'd really encourage you to become aware of them. I'm already kind of diving into what you can do about this, which is the next episode. But start becoming aware of what the inner critic is saying. So the last and final side effect of ignoring the call is this built up anger or this feeling of wanting to withdraw. Because we have so much emotion going on within us, so many discussions that are happening at the same time, but we're not truly checked into what they are. We are numbing, we're avoiding, we're resenting, we are talking down to ourselves, we are shaming, we are blaming, we are spiraling. Um, one of my clients calls it her spin cycle. You know, it's when you go to a social situation or a social event, you come back and you spin cycle. Your inner critic just wreaks havoc on dissecting every word you said to these people and just telling you basically what a piece of shit you are. Um, your inner critic is, you know, can create a spin cycle for you around stepping outside your comfort zone and answering the call. That's completely normal. That's going to happen. I would think something is wrong with you that didn't happen. Um, so some that will happen. It's, it's about creating the mindfulness around it. So if you have this built up anger, that can lead to blowing up at people, you know, whether that's at work or um, people we love. Generally, it's more with the people we love that we, especially we feel like love us unconditionally. Well, they kind of have to love us, we know, on a deep level, deep down level. So it's okay that I blow up at them, even though we know it's not. And then we feel this like immediate kind of, sadness or shame or guilt we feel bad about it then we beat ourselves up for being mean to them then we continue to ignore the call and resent and it builds up again and blow up again and it creates this vicious cycle too and a lot of times we don't want to do that so we can tend to withdraw from people so if you are withdrawing if you used to be a very social person and you no longer are that can be a side effect of ignoring the call and there's just so much going on in your mind you have paralysis you are literally paralyzed locked frozen stuck stuck and then you beat yourself up about that <laughs> and the vicious cycle the spinning you know in that way as well so do you want to live with these side effects that's what i want to ask you it does this sound cool does this sound good healthy sexy fun no this sounds fucking terrible and I know because I've been there so many times. For five years, I was in a job, especially the last two and a half, where I was completely miserable and would dream and hope and wish and pray and visualize being free of that prison, honestly, is how I felt about it. And I had all of these side effects. I withdrew. I was unhappy. I was anxious. I gained weight. I had unhealthy sleep patterns. I had unhealthy thought patterns. I resented. I was angry at work. I was angry and passive aggressive at times. And I would be angry and blow up at family. I withdrew from my friends. I couldn't move off the couch at times. I would just veg and binge, binge eat, binge watch TV. And I would point the finger at other people, but subconsciously be like, you're pathetic. Oh my God, how did you get here? Even if you tried to find a new job, nobody would want to hire you. Or if you did, you're just going to be miserable there too. Oh, just like 
overall negative outlook on life. And maybe that's a bonus side effect as I'm talking about it now. It's just this like negative mindset, this like fixed mindset of like, this just is is the way it is, you know, because we are so hell bent on avoiding that call and avoiding facing that fear that we make excuses like, you know what, it's, I'm miserable. This is miserable. That's just the life I signed up for. That's just what's in the cards for me. That's just how it is. There's nothing I can really do about it, at least not right now. So then we try and resell ourselves on why we shouldn't answer the call. Yes, this is good. This is good. This is something I'm channeling. I did not plan for this. Okay. This is what happens is we get this call, we ignore it, we come up with excuses of why we don't want to do it, which is really just avoiding fear, avoiding being comfortable, avoiding the emotions that come along with those things. And then we resell ourselves on the reason why we don't need to answer the call. We don't realize that's what's happening. Well, you know, my job isn't really that bad. You know, having a, I'm just lucky to have a job. You know, I'm just lucky to have a partner who loves me. I'm just lucky to have my family close by. I'm just lucky to have whatever it is, a place to live, let alone I'm being picky about where that should be. No, fuck that energy. If you want something, start having conversations and allowing yourself to want that. And we'll get more into that in the next episode. But If you are trying to sell yourself on something that you no longer want, that's just an avoidance tactic. That's just an avoidance tactic. And then you're starting that cycle all over. Okay, it's not that bad or it's just temporary. You know, one day, one day I'll do something when my kids are older or when I'm, you know, people rely on me less financially or when I've saved enough money or when I've been promoted enough times. Every single day you decide not to answer the call, you are wasting potential in your life because what if you don't have a tomorrow what if you don't have a tomorrow at least you decided today to make one small decision towards the call at least if you you did die today you'd at least die knowing hey at least I started making the effort to to change to do something about this call to listen to face my fears to work through it I had made a conscious effort I had made the decision that's a much more beautiful place to leave than ignoring you know burying your head in the sand, withdrawing, um, numbing essentially, and, and it affecting every single aspect of your life. Every single aspect of your life without you realizing it is affected when you ignore a call. So if you are finding yourself more than once, I, I want to also clarify that there are times in every job and every relationship and every living situation and everything that you have now that there are lulls or moments when you do need to be all in. They say if the grass, if you want, what is it? If you are saying, if you are constantly focusing on other people's grass, fuck, what is that saying? Let me pause and think about it. If you are always, I think I think, I think I thought of it. If you are always concerned about the grass being greener on the other side, water your own grass. So yes, relationships take effort. They take recommitment. They take falling in love over and over again jobs that you do enjoy most days and relationships you have to enjoy most days, but there are periods where I'm sure they are not amazing, right? Just like your job. If on a day-to-day basis you love it, then this isn't really you answering, ignoring a call, okay? I'm talking about the people that most days are not healthy. Most days don't create happiness, fulfillment, joy from your current situation. 
So if you are that person and you are in this cycle of constantly selling yourself on staying, selling myself on staying, selling myself on staying, you know, then that is a red flag. That is a sign that you're ignoring a call. And then it creates this ripple effect that are these side effects that we mentioned. So anyways, that just came to me. I wanted to channel that and share that to through you, through me to you. And my hope or goal for you in sharing this information is, again, not to make you feel bad and not even to you know encourage you to do something about it right now we're going to get to that in the next episode is just to create that awareness just to create that mindfulness to start getting in touch already get you you know uh, uh, if those of you are like well now you just dumped all this on us and now you're just leaving us hanging until the next episode um, one thing you can start doing right now if you're ready is to just create mindfulness and awareness of the conversations that you're having with yourself is is are these side effects happening Am I unhappy, anxious, depressed? Is my sleep suffering? Is my health suffering? Are my relationships suffering? Like the ones I do want to, you know, stay in and that are, you know, healthy for me. But am I creating some resentment there or are my relationships suffering because I'm withdrawing or blowing up at people? Um, Do I resent the people or things that I'm staying in because I'm too afraid to leave? Am I, you know, do I have this built up anger? Am I blaming and shaming myself? Am I having unhealthy, you know, hurtful, mean conversations with myself? Just be on the lookout for these things. And uh, one thing to encourage you is do not blame or shame yourself for having these thoughts. Even, Even the the thoughts of, you know, blame and shame is you don't then tack on guilt of like, oh my God, Dante's right. Oh my God, I'm so dumb. Oh my God, this is terrible. How did I not know? You say, oh, interesting. This is a pattern. This is something I want to look into more. So try and have a neutral response to it. Or you can even have a positive response. Wow, I had no idea I felt that way. I had no idea that that those side effects would resonate so strongly with me. That's definitely something worth exploring. I'm looking forward to Dante's next episode about what I can do about that. But if you can't get there, you can't sell yourself on that, then just have a neutral. Okay, interesting. You can make a mental tally or you can write it down. Okay, I'm seeing a trend of me having to sell myself on my job every like 90 days, every every Monday, you know, every fucking day. Like I had to literally get, I would be outside in my car and pray, God, please just get me through today. That is not a healthy relationship with your workplace. If you are having that conversation with a relationship or with anything else that you are avoiding the call to, that is not a healthy way to go about life. So that's definitely a red flag um, that you are ignoring the call. So nothing you need to do except become more aware in a non-judgmental way. Be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself, love yourself, and I will talk to you soon. I will see you soon, I promise. I'm just going to record it today because I don't want to leave you hanging on this and uh, not record another episode for a month. Okay, love you guys. I will talk to you next week because I'm going to record it right now and already schedule it. I'll talk to you next week about the ways in which you can answer the call. What can you do when you get the call? Now that you're aware that it's happening, you're avoiding it, you're avoiding the fear, stepping outside your comfort zone. How can I move forward, Dante? We'll check back in next week and I will tell you how. Have a beautiful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.